Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Hi, folks. Welcome Wait, back whoa, to whoa, a whoa. very special episode. Who the fuck is this guy? What 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 do you think you're doing? This uh, this isn't ITR. This isn't roped in RIP. This is this isn't your 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 comic book show, which I did recently. Go check it out, guys. But like, this is Rogue Opinions. I I only know the, the one thing. That's it's my thing. But you got to have more than one thing. And we have more than one thing here, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the A-team, motherfuckers. We're back, baby. And we had to sprinkle a little bit of that saison in here because KJ's on board with us, as you heard at the beginning. This is Rogue Opinions, and this is a glorified house show review, ladies and gentlemen. This is Crown Jewel 2022. Boom. Explosions. Riyadh. Boom. And we're not going to start with your ITR BS. All right. This is Rogue Opinion. We're going to start with some crazy shit like we always do. And don't worry, guys, the podcast isn't going to change much. All right. We're bringing in the, the 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 real flavor tonight. I'm Jimmy Baxter. All right. The American, the filthy American is back. All right. And I had to go to multiple countries to talk about this pod, to, to, have, to have this podcast started. And I got Scott McCloud. Scott, what's going on, buddy? Hello, Jimmy. Long time. No see. I. Uh... Saw that you were back recently with Nathan and your weird crypto show, which I wasn't invited to, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I had to go to the do- I had to go to the doctor anyway. My back was hurting because you know I've been uh, carrying rugged pains on my back for about a year or so, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Nathan. Nathan. Hi, buddy. Let's 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 bring you in to talk about this real quick. Carrying, carrying. I had to I had to leave for a while just so you guys could find your footing. Okay, Scott. Nathan, bring bring us and talk to us about crypto real quick. Man, you guys see that crash? That <laughs> <laughs> um, bring it, bring in the strong game as it. always, Nathan. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, buddy. Uh, as everyone has their drinks on hand, uh, oh, we're going to talk about Crown Jewel. Uh, we also yep. got, as you heard, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mister KJ. KJ, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to join us here today to talk about what is essentially an okay show. I think it's 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 my neighboring country. Uh, I could hear it. I could hear the pyro from my house. So did you have to board up no. your windows uh, for that? Like for that ending, or after Bianca uh, won? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got some. I've got some thoughts on that. You know, women drivers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but so we know which way I'm you sure. voted. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I miss Trump. Whoa! Here, whoa, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> rogue opinion, right? Yeah, rogue. Everybody knows that it was rigged. Um. Anyway, ladies and germs. Uh, that I I'm so excited for all this. We have a big round table today. Um, but. Before we before we get into the show proper, does anyone have any new business since we're in a meeting here? Anyone have any anything fun that they want to bring up before we dive right in? No, we're like we're like totally unrelated to wrestling. Oh yeah, anything, anything at all? Because oh, I, okay. I want to relish this. I want to relish this t- this time with the four of us here. Yeah, it's uh, difficult. Uh, KJ, I thought I would start off like you are a podcasting professional, so it's nice to. Here's someone with some talent on the Rogue Opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to go in with like the hottest thing that I could find. And I really, you're the man to give me the opinion on um, pointlessly collecting things. Guys, oh. 
There is a German man who only needs one wheelie bin <laughs> to complete a worldwide collection of wheelie bins. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, okay, so he's he's collecting trash cans. Yeah, but on wheels. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Some well, they, they say we the headline. Sorry, the headline is misleading. It says wheelie bins, but in the picture, some are clearly not on wheels. Okay, well, oh, well that, that that aside, I need to ask: Are there really that many different varieties of wheelie bins or trash cans on wheels? There, oh, in all sorts yeah. of colors. Yeah, yeah, and the the only one he needs. Sorry, I left this out. This is the biggest bit of information. The only one he needs is purple. Oh. Ooh. I thought this joke was going really dark. We're going to talk about some handicapped guy on a wheelchair or something, but it's not. I mean, we uh, can. <laughs> the only the only missing component is Stephen Hawking or something. He's, he's collecting all the wheelie trash cans in the world because he just can't seem to stand up. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm sure Stephen Hawking on a bad day, his chair could probably move quicker than that golf cart during the last woman standing match. <laughs> how do you miss the... Uh, we'll get into that later, ladies and gentlemen, but how do you miss an opportunity to slam on the brakes and have somebody fly off through a table? Like, And it, hey, listen, it, it's not get broke anyway. But Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. women, women have only recently started driving Saudi, so cut them some slack, all right? Okay, all right, no problem. No problem. I'll give them that. We, they haven't really been driving that long. We have a lot of history behind us. I get it. I get it. <laughs> there's a state. I know there's a state in America. I think Iowa or something. There's there's a city or something where you can't. Women are not allowed to drive like without something. There's some something with a donkey or something. There's some weird shit. I'll have to. I'm going to. I think I think we're going to have to do one place. of our famous uh googling excellent for it <laughs> i don't even know how you i don't even know how Donkey. you like it, it may have been something yeah like whatever you're googling <laughs> jimmy i recommend scrubbing your history with the whatever keywords you're gonna have to use and you google if i find this <laughs> no it's not iowa maybe i can't remember where it was but there was this like there's this uh article i read somewhere the weirdest u.s laws that still exist so I'll, I'll okay. search for it. I'll search for it. <laughs> we, <laughs> the only thing I was able to see was South Dakota. Like you couldn't drive without a man in the front seat. Um, yeah, maybe that's the one. But that's either way, ladies and gentlemen, it is an archaic time that we live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to check like the road accident like stats. Maybe they're onto something. Oh, maybe. That's true. Yeah. See, I think what we've, what we're learning here in this round table of men talking is that women ruin everything um <laughs> and i think we I, should all be a little bit more like saudi arabia where we got to give them a little less leeway when it comes to the things that they think they need you know not my words <laughs> <laughs> and that was pro wrestling magics jimmy Pass. whoa no that's, that's jimmy riot that guy that guy just hates wrestlers okay this guy no i'm kidding ladies and gentlemen i'm kidding oh i'm not even gonna finish that joke um so i found i found i found this article it says uh and i think i was confusing with this in arizona it's illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub 
What the fuck is going on in Arizona? For any reason? <laughs> What's the backstory on that? Yeah. Apparently, you can't roofie a donkey in Arizona. Uh, Who was I... doing it anyway? Wait, so, <laughs> so you're saying that a donkey can't Aaron Carter themselves? Oh. In the state of, in the state of Arizona? His body's not even cold. Yeah. I mean, he was in that tub nice. for three days. I'm sure he's cold. Um, and a little bloated. Um, I mean, I mean that, that that joke sounds very similar to bloody a joke Frankie Wall made about bloody Whitney Houston being <laughs> found in a bathtub. He went, you know, her body was very clean. I mean, that did mean she was in the bath for two days. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh, I just want to bathe with somebody. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have quite the show to cover in a moment but going into further weird laws um vermont forbids you dropping a moose from a plane that's going anything lower than three thousand feet question does it not die on impact unless it's 3100 feet or higher a moose a moose i mean they're gigantic. Maybe the body just like disintegrates in the air, so it's less impactful for who you're throwing it at. <laughs> so, so as it's going down, the moose is just like, yeah. but he's like dissolving, like the elite <laughs> promo packages on AEW, just, just dissolving away. Yeah, just like a meteorite coming into the atmosphere, it reaches maximum velocity and then just like crumbles, and you just hit this by like. <laughs> A stray antler or something. And only one <laughs> antler brushes yeah. by your cheek. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's science. <laughs> That's steaming hot science, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you get uh, here for free, mind you. That's what you get here. It's the topics that you need to talk about. The topics that you need to go to work and discuss with your friends and family. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does anybody have any other new business before we dive into what is arguably a show? <laughs> yeah. Not really, no. No? Well, nope. s- stirring as always, gentlemen. Let's talk <laughs> about Crown Jewel 2022. <laughs> Crown Jewel, ladies and gentlemen, live and alive. From the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the beautiful city of Riyadh, blah, 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 blah. All the shit that they always tell us every single time that they do one of these shows. So we open, surprisingly, because Brock likes to get on a plane post-haste, with uh, Brock Lesnar and Big Bob, Bobby Lashley. It goes about six minutes, and um, I fucking hated this match. I thought it was garbage. (laughs) I thought Brock looked stupid. I thought the entire point of having this match was that they were going to have some sort of competitive back and forth. And then Bobby just beat the shit out of him and mate was made to look stupid at the end. It goes six fucking minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, they took a 16 hour flight for six minutes. Any hoozle. We're going to go to KJ first. KJ. Talk to me about your feelings about the first match here on crown jewel 2022. Uh, I, I I usually agree with you on on most things, Jimmy. I I do disagree here though. I I, I kind of like this match. Um, Whoa. I I felt I felt like there were instances of repetition between Brock and and Bobby Lashley that sort of resembled the Brock Goldberg match, which 
I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, I'd I'd rather keep that match. I love I love the Goldberg Brock Lesnar match. I don't want to see it repeated. Um, I like that they're building Bobby Lashley up to be on par with Brock. I kind of like that because you Brock Lesnar has been portrayed as this man who is unstoppable, and then the only person who seems to be on his level is well Goldberg and and now Roman Reigns. I like that they're building up more people to be competitive with Brock. So I think it did good for Bobby Lashley here. Um, the ending was fucking stupid because you, you can't do the hurt lock with your shoulders down. So that that's really dumb. Um, but that's like, I, I don't know if that's considered nitpicking really, but I think that's a valid. It's a valid. Oh, no, please nitpick. You're on the right podcast uh, for nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, I mean, I just mean like I don't know if it's considered nitpicking if I'm going like, oh well, you know, his shoulders weren't actually um, on the mat, but uh, yeah, it it it, it was kind of silly. I like that Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar up after the match. Um, I like that Brock Lesnar was screaming at the referee and told him to shut up. Um, <laughs> it, I I really like the the selling there, Brock Lesnar. To me, is is maybe the best sell artist in WWE. Um, when he turns that like really bright red, it's like <laughs> like you know something's going down. You know what I mean? You feel so, like cattle that he's about to eat raw in his, yeah, on his farm. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it's it's fucking great. So uh, I I, I kind of liked I liked the um, the sell job that that Brock Lesnar did. Uh, even after the match when Bobby Lashley, you know, lost his temper and attacked Brock. So I like that Bobby Lashley's not scared of Brock like most people are because that story's been done again and again and again and again. So I like that it's now maybe Brock Lesnar isn't inhuman and maybe people are like coming up to the level of Brock Lesnar and sort of humanizing him. So I didn't hate it. I don't think it was a masterpiece by any chance, by any means, but you know, it's it. It was all right. I would say I would say it's all right, and it's building a story going forward. Nathan, uh, you seem to disagree with KJ at the beginning when he said uh, that he liked it. What What are your feelings on the opening contest? Oh no, I was just um, laughing at the ghoul of him just straight away dismissing you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was just really happy. Like he went, I don't agree with you, and I was like, what? Oh, here we go! <laughs> Everybody's turning on Jim. No, uh, bring, yeah, bring so, it up. Bring it up. Uh, uh, what did, What did you think of the opening match? Oh, I thought it was great. It was like oh my two giant God. human what? beings just like running at each other. It was like, it was pretty cool. Brock Lesnar's like a machine. And then Bobby Lashley is equally as machine. And that's pretty <laughs> cool. I agree. The ending was really like crappy because it just kind of ended. And I kind of thought he was trying to like fucked up rolling over like a little bit. Like, you know, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper finish. Mm. I thought he like just fucked up doing that at first. That he just wasn't flexible enough. Because Brock Lesnar does not look like a flexible man. Um, no, because he's a he's an actual refrigerator. That's yeah. like what he is. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, his shoulders clearly weren't down, but like, yeah, I could forgive that. My shoulders wouldn't be down either. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dismiss, dismiss if your traps, it was. If your traps are the size of Bobby Lashley's, I'm sure yeah. his shoulders have never actually touched anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, I thought I thought it was great. Like you had to, they had to do if they were going to make Bobby Lashley look like kind of come out of this looking a million bucks they probably did need to hurt Brock a little bit because then it'll give legitimacy to an actual rematch they couldn't just have like Bobby Lashley kill the guy there's kind of story done so they've given themselves an out with Brock Lesnar's knee which means that they'll give us something awesome the next match maybe like a stipulation or something 
maybe like a hell in a cell you know that it's probably gonna have meaning again going forward something like that they they could just keep going or maybe they now do the reverse and Brock Lesnar attacks Bobby Lashley for the next fight and then that gives them a third one because can't we, we're all gonna watch Bobby Lashley be Brock Lesnar to the end of time probably I've got <laughs> I've got a now? I've got a booking idea if I may oh please um throw throw Bobby Lashley into the war games match somehow and then have Bobby Lashley be the last person to to be in the cage ready to come out but then do that you know that incredible camera angle that they do where you're looking at the guy and then you see the guy appear from behind yeah and just have Brock Lesnar just standing there and choke Bobby Lashley out uh, and you can't make it into the the war games match remember when uh Shawn Michaels came through the ring to oh, kick Undertaker yeah. in the face they could do that. I <laughs> yeah. know that's elimination chamber but like you can easily do that again but yeah bring the hurt business back it's two oh, it's yeah. two rings that's twice the opportunity yeah. for someone to come through <laughs> no, no. one of them and what we do is he, go, he goes through one ring it's the wrong ring <laughs> scott, <laughs> scott scott you've been uh characteristically quiet uh for 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 this being point polite. This... <laughs> you're scottish what the fuck um Oh, <laughs> they're well, a savage. They're a savage but noble race. Um, what were your like feelings on the um, uh, on the opening contest here? We're savage yet noble, much like Brock Lesnar. Thank you, bringing us back. I love it, Scott. Uh, I will honestly tell you, Jimmy. I was thoroughly whelmed by this match because I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it either. You know. Like you said, it went six minutes and it felt like three of those were spent with the heart lock, locked in, with Lesnar going a very uncomfortable shade of pink for my liking. Like it just it just didn't look right. The close-ups of his face are things that only Sable should see, those expressions that he was pulling, how sweaty he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, damage, the finish was dumb as fuck. Like, you can clearly see at least one of Bobby Lash's shoulders is not down. Like, I like Brock Lesnar, but he's clearly not Bret Hart. He can't do the same roll-through finish. Like, it makes sense when someone's got, like, a, a chokehold in. Like, every time Shayna Baszler has a big match and someone beats her with that finish. And, but it doesn't work with, like, a full Nelson. So, I'm happy to see a third one because I thought the first one was good, but then overshadowed because Roman got involved back at the Rumble. Right. And then this one had a really shit finish. So, I'm hopeful for the for the third one, like... I don't know when they're going to do it. I think they said they were going to do it day one, but then that show got cancelled because no one wants to watch wrestling on New Year's Day. Everyone's too hungover. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move uh, into the ratings. As you know here on Rogue Opinions, we always give our own version of the rating system for every match that we review. Uh, Scott, I'm going to go to you first. What is your uh, new rating for this match? I will say it's not food based this one, Ooh. but I will I will rate this the concept of flamingos <laughs> because <laughs> because of how pink Brock went. I mean, aesthetically <laughs> fun to look at, but really serve no overall purpose. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, what's your what's your probably food based uh, rating for the match? Uh, I recently rediscovered Pizza Express. Oh, here we I don't go. know if you guys have Pizza Express. Uh, but it's, like a, uh, it's a pizza place, predictably. Made, made famous this year by Prince Andrew. Or was that last year? <laughs> Shit. Oh, is that the guy who <laughs> ran over somebody? Um, kind no. of. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I'm just going to rate this the barbecue burnt ends. So the slow cooked beef brisket with a hint of chipotle, sweet and smoky barbecue sauce, mozzarella, red onions topped with roasted tomatoes. But are you reading I hate... this off of the fucking website right now? <laughs> I don't. I don't like parsley, um, which is the ending of this match and also the ending of this description of the food and parsley. So I'm like, ah. You you read end. that like you read that the way they read the terms and <laughs> terms and conditions at the end of adverts. Look, I told I got told we had forty minutes. <laughs> so I'm getting my shit in, but I'm getting it in quick. KJ, follow that. Uh, I'm gonna attempt to do it in sex toys. Oh my and, god! Oh, intriguing. And I uh, don't really know that many sex toys, so I don't know why I'm doing this. But I'm I'm gonna go with an an anal plug. Um, like a like a beginner's one where and, it's like real thin. Yeah, yeah, just a just a little bullet looking thing, you know. Not not the bullet, the the four the one yeah. that you know. What I, I mean. know which one you're talking so, about. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that because I feel like it's it's just to hold everything in place, but really serves no other purpose. So I feel like this match was that where we're we're gonna get to something. So let's just keep this here, and we'll get to whatever we need to later. So, so I'm gonna equate it to that. It's like a cork. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're calling cork. it. You're calling it a cork. And then when you take it out, you see all the fucking fun come out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when it comes out, it shoots a pew, like it just yeah. shoots out. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that thing's um, working. Well, I thought mine was funny before those. Um, uh, mine is like if you go to like a really good steakhouse. And you order what is supposed to be the best thing on the menu, and it comes out like slightly undercooked, and you're like, "Oh, this is too pink," and now I'm still like I'm full, but I'm just not satisfied. And that was this match to me. Um, so moving on from that thing, it was uh, Damage Katarl <laughs> versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, uh, and that's a Mafu from. Uh, Botchamania thing that isn't mine. I want to give Matthew credit. Uh, so yeah, Damage Kataral, um, uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar tag team match for the women's tag team championship. Uh, so I'm just gonna say, what in the ever loving fuck was the point of having Alexa Bliss and Oscar win the women's tag team championships just to take them off of them at the Saudi the Saudi show? Like I I don't understand. Uh, Scott, I I'm gonna need you to talk me through that feeling a little bit. I, I think the clear idea somehow was what well, we want to make, do the first ever you know, women's title change in Saudi Arabia show just how far we've come. Look, you get two women's matches per Saudi show now. They're still covered up, but you get two of them. But honestly, <laughs> no spoiling my feelings for later on, I think they chose the wrong title to change hands. And uh, Nikki Cross was also there. That was, <laughs> that was, that was By fun. the way, you couldn't fucking see her by the way, because she had already had um, one of them hooked Alexa. and you couldn't uh, Alexa and you couldn't see her face. So even Michael Cole was like, what, who, huh? And then you could tell somebody was like, that's Nikki Cross in his ear. And he goes, oh, Nikki Cross. Oh my God. It was Nikki Cross. And it's like, how did we know? It was a brown, a brown haired woman in the ring and she left. I don't, I don't know what happened. And uncharacteristically bad editing and direction on this match, I think. 
too. Didn't help it. Uh, but Scott, if you have anything left to con- uh, to contribute about this match, go ahead and then uh, let's go to Nathan afterward. Nah, I, I thought it was okay. I'm, I don't think Damage Control should have lost the belts in the first place. So good for, good for them. I'll just say good for them. <laughs> Being women's tag team champions really means a lot now. Apparently. Nathan, go ahead. I have nothing to add. I don't even remember this match happening. KJ? Uh, I do remember. Nikki <laughs> Cross uh, attacked one of them, and I thought it was Bailey. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And like, it's Nikki Cross. I was like, okay. <laughs> Guess it wasn't. Who then threw out the 24 7 title because Triple H was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. Tell him to <laughs> throw it in the fucking trash. That's probably a good idea, to be fair. Yeah, probably. KJ, go ahead. Uh, what did you think about uh, this belter? Um, I, I thought I, I may be jaded by my girlfriend's reaction to this match, but she she really liked this match. Uh, also, let me preface that by saying she's very new to wrestling. Um, so first G uh, reference on the was, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. First G reference. Yeah, you got a drink. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I feel like I feel like the match wasn't too bad. Um, I think the the girls put in a shift. Um, yeah, as, as you guys mentioned, uh, it's what was the purpose of switching the titles if you weren't going to do all the title changes and, and then have that visual. So I feel like that was a massive missed opportunity. Uh, shout out to Bailey for selling. We'll get to that in a second, but I just, I might forget, uh, but Bailey selling it on raw that she, she's just really upset. You don't see that nowadays. People are just come out and like fucking happy and like, hey guys, I lost the title match, but it doesn't fucking matter. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, uh, because actually, funnily enough, Alexa and Asuka didn't seem too bothered by losing the titles on Raw. So, uh, um, yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, like, it, 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 they're probably it, super jet lagged to be fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> oh, we'll um, talk about fucking jet lag throughout this show like oh my fucking god some of these people who've been there for multiple days by the way jet lag is real ladies and gentlemen i've never personally experienced it but these wrestlers a lot of them a lot of them were incredibly like off their game i can i can speak on that as someone who flies for wrestlemania every year um okay humble brags (laughs) i mean i mean like the, the time difference you know what i mean it's just it's fucking crazy and so uh yeah when i when i got to my first mania i got out the fucking airplane looking like death and i that's when i fucking bumped into edge for the first time and i i, I couldn't have looked at a worse papa in my life yeah papa. like this is before i realized he was my dad um but, but yeah everybody, so like everybody mind your feet guys KJ just drops that name into the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just whenever I get a chance. Uh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, hey, so if you got I, if you got that card in your deck, you might as well just whip it out every once in a while. It's gonna be on my tombstone when I die. <laughs> uh, here <laughs> lies KJ. Uh, Edge was here, his father. Here, no, here lies KJ. He thinks he has a joke with Edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so uh, uh, the, the match was alright. That would walk uh, past that and go, "Shit, he knows the guy from U two. I didn't know." That. <laughs> 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 
it just the guy making your tombstone fucks up and it just says here lies kj sunday bloody sunday and everyone's <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> anyway go ahead kj <laughs> so yeah so uh nikki cross yeah i feel like the camera work she's really short she's like really short she's walked by me one time and i looked down and i'm i'm a short motherfucker so yeah she's tiny so the camera work was shoddy there because when it turned to the top turnbuckle, you can't see your head. And they had to like fucking, you know, move down a little bit. Um, yeah, the Nikki Cross again, like there's a lot of stuff that ties into later, which is like, if you did this here, why why didn't you do it? It doesn't make any sense. So uh yeah, switching the titles, it's it, it was just a bit weird. So yeah, that's all that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I think uh across the board, uh I'm gonna try and uh speak for everybody where um this this match our rating of it would probably be the mcrib it's always better than everybody says it's gonna be then it isn't <laughs> just isn't i i don't i've never had a mcrib so I'll hey it's on its farewell it, tour you wanted the best you got the best it's the mcrib Oh, that's right. KJ, you've probably never had it. You live out in the desert where they don't eat pork and stuff, right? Yeah, so, yeah never had it. <laughs> it's not, you're not, lit- you're literally not missing anything. Oh, is this dude. your equivalent? Is this your equivalent of KJ just dropping and he's been in mania that you've had the McRib and no one else on this call has? <laughs> yeah, like I guess. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. KJ, KJ's, KJ's flex is, hey, I know Edge. And mine is, I've had a McRib a couple times. <laughs> That's just where we are in the world. <laughs> I think I think that's pretty equivalent. Well, I was wrong. Speaking of wrong, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross happened in a cage, uh, and Karrion. Are Cross... we not rating the match? Oh yeah, I that was the uh, the the joke was that I tried to rate it for everybody, and then everybody was like, "We've never oh. had a McRib." Um, okay. But no, if you want to, no, 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 please go ahead. I'm not, I'm, I'm not editing yeah. this out. No, no, please. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> Just Jimmy explaining in. his joke. Please leave it in. Leave That's it in. That's what makes jokes funny. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My Rules bad. Help control the fun. Um, I because I had something that I wanted to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sat, here with, I'm feel... sat here with brilliant material, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What what menu are, are you going to read from next, motherfucker? Okay. Actually, let let Nathan go first, and then and then I'll I want to I want to do mine. Are you sure you want to follow it again? I want I want to I want to like <laughs> sort of phrase it phrase it properly in my head. Okay, go ahead, okay. go ahead, Nathan. KJ's about to be really racist, guys. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking to say, and you could be like. Um, Nathan, what's your rank for the match? I was, and I was going to say, did you know they made Roadhouse 2? Oh. No, no, you mean they made a sequel? They made a sequel to Roadhouse in 2006. Road yep. <laughs> no, that's the porno. <laughs> uh, this is official. Roadhouse 2. Oh, wow. Here we go. It's Roadhouse 2. That's your, that, that's yeah. your rating for yeah. it. No one remembered it happened. But it did, and it's officially in the canon. It's officially wow. in the canon. If I, yep. if I had to give this, uh, if I had to give this an official rating, I would just, I would take part of Jimmy's one and say, like the idea of Jimmy having make rev, and that this match didn't mean anything to me, but it probably meant something to someone somewhere. <laughs> and so, having make rev really matters to Jimmy. It doesn't matter to me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Guys, look at this. I know you guys won't be able yeah. to see it. This is the fucking Pits. poster for yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> is that the guy from New Girl in, in the middle? You would think so. It looks like but it's Jonathan nobody. Shake. Shake, yeah. Or no... Shake. 
and Jake Busey. Yeah, Will Patton's in there as well. Oh, yeah, national treasure, Will Patton. Uh, KJ, <laughs> what is your rating for this match? Will so, sticking to my theme of sex sexual sex, sex toys or sex-related objects, I'm going with latex on a dominatrix. Um, because if there's a woman wearing latex whipping me, I don't understand how the latex affects anyone. <laughs> so it's pretty redundant. It's like my two favorite things keeping me from my two favorite things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm, I'm sure you've brought in a latex reference and we've not even got to the match that involves Rhea Ripley yet. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you're, 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 uh, warming it up. Uh, so your, your, uh, your rating for this match is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, yeah. Rhea Ripley, essentially. Yeah. It's like, uh, wow, it's great that they're getting two matches or the women are getting two matches at the Saudi show. And KJ's like, all right, this latex. Yeah. <laughs> they're, all in, they're all in body suits. We're deprived uh, here, right? <laughs> Some of us. Um, Any let's move on to the next match that we have on the uh, docket here is Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross showed up um, because Karrion Cross to me is the equivalent of burnt toast. Uh, the guy just is dry. It's got hair for some reason. Um, I don't know. His wife's hot. But like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, you're making Drew McIntyre less interesting. You're making Drew fucking McIntyre one of the best characters they have going in WWE for the last few years. You're making him less interesting by putting him with this albatross. I don't know why uh, Triple H decides to keep bringing this fucking guy back and giving him, like, big performances. But when you have a guy who's 5'9", looking into the eyes of a guy who's 6'4", and goes, you're an entrance, and that's all that you are. And then he continues to prove it literally every fucking match that he's in. I can't, I can't. KJ, talk me off this ledge if you can, please. Uh, oh, that's going to be tough. Um... <laughs> R.I.P. Jimmy. Uh, look, Scarlet's hot. I rest my case, Your Honor. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre to me uh, is probably the best babyface champion WWE has had in the last six years since maybe D. Bryan, right? Um, I think that'd be fair to say. Uh, he was he was great as as babyface champion, and that's really hard to do nowadays. Everyone likes a heel, uh, but this is just. Oh God, it's so dull, and the fireball, and then the mace. I will say the mace the spot. fireball. <laughs> the 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 mace spot killed me though. The masse spot, um, where where she masseed, uh, Drew McIntyre, and then masseed the referee subsequently. Um, but it's it's just it's a steel cage match. I like that they. Did the whole, you know, escape the cage to win the match. I, I I hate the trope of open the door and let me walk out or let me pin someone. It's a steel cage. Do 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 the gimmick, you know? Um, but yeah, uh 
the match again, it was carrying cross needs some substance. He doesn't have substance. He came in. I couldn't fucking remember why they were feuding for the longest time. And it's literally because drew McIntyre was attacked when carrying cross made his debut. And then he put his egg timer on the fucking ring. <laughs> and then, and then that was that. Right. So that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So eh, I'll, I'll get to my rating later, but yeah, that's booking idea. Before we move to the other boys, um, let's put Scarlet and Carrion in maximum male models. <laughs> okay. And let's what's what's the broad that they got with them in maximum male models? Maxine. Maxine Dupree. Maxine Dupree. Um Dupree. uh but let's let's put her to the side and let Scarlet be the agent. Because listen, Karen Cross is a good looking guy. You know, he has literally nothing else going for him other than his wife is hot. So let's put him in maximum male models and lead them into the future. Make some trios belts and put those sexy, sexy people out into the world and give them the trios titles. And then I never have to worry about them because I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So who gives a shit? Want to know a really weird, freaky coincidence? Um, oh, let me guess. You met him, too, when you were, like, <laughs> coming off of a plane. Well, that orgy doesn't count, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, so, Karrion uh, Cross and I share a birthday, and Scarlet and my girlfriend share a birthday. That is weird. That's a really weird coincidence. You so if Karrion Cross at this podcast... Yeah. So- no, but if Carrion Cross, oh <laughs> shit, he's bald. <laughs> it's me. You couldn't tell with the mustache. No, I couldn't. When you came on with the mustache, by the way, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" For like a split second. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, like if it's you're like if Carrion Cross like was so large that he butted off of himself, but then <laughs> it was all it was all of his charisma butted off. <laughs> <laughs> osmosis just yeah. fucking yeah um yeah it's so weird and it, it, like uh scarlet and my girlfriend born on the exact same day while cross is a bit uh, a few years older than me so if if we were the identical birthday that would have been way too freaky but it's already a weird you guys wouldn't yeah. have been allowed you guys wouldn't have been allowed to date by the laws of the universe i'm sure yeah. the doctor <laughs> would have shown up at one point and he would have been like guys <laughs> guys Listen, <laughs> you, you know that weird thing that twins do sometimes like twins marry twins mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck that's so weird why do you have no personality like do, when you <laughs> when you guys are going to watch a pay-per-view do sometimes you dress as carrion and then your girlfriend will walk in and be like oh my god i'm dressed like scarlet what happened oh no. my girlfriend dresses <laughs> scarlet i drop dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> We'd never hear from, and KJ was never seen from again. My tombstone, you know, <laughs> read. Uh, Nathan, what are your feelings on this match? I like thought it was going to be really cool. Like she, like to, Drew McIntyre came out looking a million bucks. Karen Cross came out with the beautiful Scarlet. Their entrance is awesome. They're getting into a cage, and then like five minutes passed, and I was like, what the fuck happened guys it's like <laughs> it's like if someone was dumb enough to make a second roadhouse <laughs> it seemed like such a good idea but it was just it was garbage there was a couple of cool points like obviously superplexes are always great um the ending confused me it literally reminded me of jbl against big show in that barbed wire steel cage <laughs> mm. um 
The, the only spot. person who remembered that match to bring it up is Nathan, by the way. No, <laughs> I, 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 I legit thought it doesn't really <laughs> Um, yeah, so I felt a little bit let down, and, that, and I, I get the feeling, the sense that that's not Drew's fault <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, Scarlett seemed cool though, she plays her part well, exactly. Scott, uh, your feelings, and then subsequent rating. I, uh, I went to a house show in the weekend at Glasgow a couple weeks ago, and on that show, Carrie Cross wrestled Ricochet, and that was a better match than the steel cage match was uh which I think tells you everything you need to know. I mean true man uh, like he's over the rest of the world because Scottishness is a gimmick to everyone else. The Scottish people we, we need to try really hard to to find reasons to care about Drew other than he's Scottish. Uh, <laughs> and this this boring arse fucking cage match did not help anyone. But I agree with Nathan and the comparison to the JBL one. I definitely also think that barbed wire at the top of the cage would have helped make this match somewhat interesting. But <laughs> If I had to give a, a rating to this, I'd give it to I, I, I me, my brother and I, my brother and I, when we watched this, we split two big Chicago Town pieces when we watched this, and I'll give it the less good. I'll give it. I'll give this. I'll rate this the one I like the least out of the two, which is just a regular cheese one, which had sauce in the crust, which you think isn't going to be amazing, but it was still clearly too hot. The sauce kept falling out and burning my house. The cheese wasn't that nice. Uh, so you expect something, and you're just you end up getting burnt, like the, like, like Drew's eyes after the 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 mace or the masse. <laughs> the masse. <laughs> the masse. Yes. Um, Nathan, your rating. I'm going to give this Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum, uh, which is an art gallery in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, because it looks beautiful, which is scarlet bit, but it's an art gallery in Scotland. So like, what the fuck is in there? <laughs> the, uh, it ain't I mean, good. This, this is actually a fitting comparison Nathan, because a fun fact about that art gallery it was built the wrong way round there you go and, and when, that, when the guy who designed it found out about that when the building was designed he threw himself off of it <laughs> oh I think that sums up this much I hope he fell the right way <laughs> no he did, a, he did a coffin drop off the side of it <laughs> <laughs> a trust fall where no one caught him. Did they? Did somebody make like an art installation for like the spot where he hit? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that's where they got the idea for the outline of bodies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, look at look at this cunt. Like, Jeez. he fucked up. He fucked up his own fucking building and then threw himself off of it. What, I wonder. What what, I wonder what at what point realized. he realized yeah. that. <laughs> that I was like, wait a second. <laughs> where are the windows it doesn't it it doesn't take like only a day to build a building so like that (laughs) comes across to me like you remember in austin powers one where the steamroller is coming at the guy and he just stands there and goes no like (laughs) (laughs) no it was a steamroller Mm -hmm. what am i thinking oh i think thinking of santa's santa's Of course, you're thinking. Or maybe, oh yeah, or maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe Deadpool. Um, no, and so that's what this must have been like. This guy's standing yeah, out there yeah. and just like, it's going the wrong way for like three months. Yeah, <laughs> and then he waited for it to be built because, like, two months in, he was like, "Now I'm just gonna jump off of it when they're done with it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> me, fuck me. Fuck my life. 
fuck this. I'm done. I'm just done. And then he just pulls a swan dive off the <laughs> off the building. Jeff Hardy a... swan dive just fucking <laughs> swan done. Uh, this is just an example of the rich history of Scotland that Drew McIntyre represents on a daily basis. <laughs> so what you're saying, Scott, is that as as a Scotsman, you're offended by Drew McIntyre's representation and how he is just exploiting the worst parts of your country. <laughs> Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, KJ, your rating? <laughs> I'm going to equate this to one of those um, unreasonably, unnecessarily long dildos. <laughs> it's like it'll get the job done, but it doesn't need to go this long. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it, it's not really necessary. So, yeah. I mean, what what does this feud accomplish? Uh, nothing really. So it's so it's so unnecessarily long. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know those ones the the yeah the, the bar dicks they're, they're, in the states we call them bar dicks. Bar dicks. Okay. Yeah, because you, you like you would go to the bar with one of those in your pants and just like walk up to, when that was cool in like the 70s and like it was oh. sexual assault. Um, you would like you would just walk up. You'd have one of these like. <laughs> tree trunks in yeah. your in your thing I'm pretty, sure, like, it yes, I'm pretty sure it was still sexual I'm pretty sure it was still sexual assault <laughs> no no <laughs> but it wasn't but it was cool it was cool in the 70s yeah yeah Fonzie could do it so <laughs> hey. I, thought, hey. I thought you were gonna say these are called bar dicks because the cut tie back to wrestling these dicks don't just set the bar they are they <laughs> I feel like I feel, I feel the like the joke sniper is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like those those dicks are only used when when it's like an ad playing on the side of a porn site. And it's like I never see them in an actual porno. It's just like look at this girl reacting to how big this yeah. dildo is. You're not and... watching the right pornos, my friend. Yeah. I was literally gonna make the same joke. I was gonna make the same joke. You haven't seen every other OnlyFans girl, have you? <laughs> Who are all now verified on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk, you're showing you're showing your style. Yeah. Um I can't I can't do any better than any of those ratings, so I'm just gonna move on. Uh the Judgment Day, uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and the Lesser Mysterio took on uh, the OC, AJ, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Of course, Mama Ripley was there and looking phenomenal the entire time. Um, this is where things started to pick up a little bit more for me on this show um, because I'm not a big fan of the Good Brothers uh, and their style of wrestling, but I love AJ Styles. I actually really kind of dig the judgment day now like their theme is awesome their aesthetic is really awesome uh the dominic mysterio stuff is like interesting uh he just has to get better in the ring um and then yeah i i this match was uh i'm gonna steal from scott i was whelmed very whelmed with this match and i expected to be underwhelmed um so i'm gonna go to kj first kj let me know what you thought about this match, and then we'll go back down the line. Nathan, Scott, back to me for the ratings. I uh, find it really weird that the OC has now, uh, you know, got the band back together, but has been completely useless as a team. Uh, <laughs> Judgment Day. Judgment Day are 
you know, getting much better uh, in terms of their their match quality and uh, okay, maybe not match quality, but promos and stuff. I like the heat that Dominic Mysterio gets. Um, I like that they're winning. It like you, I hate, I hate the idea of factions forming and then not getting a fucking win. Um, you know, retribution. <laughs> uh, Damage so- control. You damage know, like... control. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's one of the reasons why we're we're kind of like if you think back to like the the, <laughs> the days of Triple H hogging the world title, Evolution was so cool though. You know, people hated Triple H's reign, but the whole Evolution aesthetic and everything they they just kept winning. So you buy into that, and that's what you need with with Judgment Day. So I'm happy they're winning, but on the flip side. I'm not happy that the OC is immediately feuding with them and, and failing to win. So why am I supposed to be, you know, uh, trusting the OC with wins? And, you know, and uh, I mean, we can we can talk about the addition of Mia Yim. Perhaps now they're going to start winning. But I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to keep seeing this. I, I I want, like, I've seen them lose already. You know, so why why would I want to see more unless they do something, you know, crazy and wacky? Um, so I'm 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 gonna give it a little bit more time. I'm 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 sort of like meh on it, let's say, for the lack of a better word. Uh, but the match was just it was alright. It wasn't bad. Rhea Ripley, my God, she's she's I I said this before. If you look at her profile, she has maybe the most perfect face. Like in wrestling, she's she's stunning. She's so pretty. So I feel like I feel like Rhea Ripley as a character is maybe one of the best things in wrestling now. Um, I love the homage to Beth Phoenix, where you know R.I.P. Beth Phoenix with the hair and the the latex. <clears throat> um, <laughs> she was. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like Rhea Ripley is the best part of the whole thing, and it's always a treat to see Rhea Ripley. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to to be honest, like I'm going to steal a line from JBL here. Here's the second reference to JBL on this podcast. Um, if they made a mold of what a perfect professional wrestler would look like in the female division, it would be Rhea Ripley. I think she has the look, she has the attitude, she has the character, she has the skills in the ring that matter the most. And uh, all of that works. Unfortunately, this match just didn't hold my attention nathan did it this did this match hold your attention as long as it was on uh not really because i'm struggling to remember any anything that happened in it uh, which is never really a good sign i remember it being fine like finn Balor's obviously great finn Balor and aj styles in the ring together is fantastic um i really i don't like luke gallows for some reason i just think he's kind of like a bit boring um but yeah i think <laughs> I feel like the the jocks at school picking on the emo kids, and it turns out the emo kids are fucking tough. <laughs> it's like the emo like kids who are like, I watch I watch anime, but I also <laughs> learned how to fucking do that shit, and now I'm gonna just destroy you. Yeah, pretty much. It's like be careful who you pick on at school. It's gonna turn into Damien Priest. Um, I did one bit actually. I did really like it. Dominic Mysterio obviously just kept like being a little shit house, like trying to get out of the ring the whole time and like not be in. But then when he was in the ring, he just got beaten the crap out of. It kind of works. Can I can I ask this one question briefly? Yes. Um, why 
and, and I don't mean to poke fun at anybody in particular. I'm just saying, why did Damian Priest look like he was mid-transition with his gear tonight? Like, he looked he looked like he was trying to be Rhea Ripley if Rhea Ripley was, like, a dude pretending to be a female wrestler. <laughs> the gear did not do him any fucking favors. <laughs> it was very distracting every time he was in the ring. Isn't that, isn't that a thing that they do? Like Rhea and uh, I've seen it on social media. I think Rhea and Damien both dress the same and then they do the Diesel Shawn Michaels high five thing. Uh, I think they, they have some something cool. going on there. No, but like that. I mean, maybe that's my ignorance for like not watching the product other than the pay-per-views. But like his gear was very distracting. And I think I see that. Yeah, you need yeah. you need to be your own person. Like I get it that it's a joke. But it, it falls into the the realm of like popping the boys for me, mm-hmm. and I got enough of that with the goddamn OC. I don't need <laughs> more popping of the boys. I don't give a shit if Finn Balor thinks it's funny in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. I want you to be a person. I don't want you to be a shadow of another person's character. But could you equate that to just them trying to look? the same as a unit no because no one else in the group is doing that it's Mm -hmm. those two are doing one thing and then finn is very specifically the like supposed to be the leader has his own aesthetic has his own character dominic came in as the new guy the young upstart he has his own character his own look and then you have Rhea, who's the like the most interesting one in this group and then Damien is like, oh, that's interesting. Meh. I'm going to grab onto that. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, it feels needy and it feels um, like wanting. And I don't want to want to see him wanting, if that makes any sense. I kind of get what you mean. Yeah. yeah I can I, see that. I can see it's, that. It's a struggle. Like when you're in there. <laughs> Sounds it. <laughs> yeah. No, like when you're, when you're in there trying to be somebody else, like I don't have time for that. Be you. Any hoozle. Scott, <laughs> have you been thinking say, about I'm... this for like a week? <laughs> like I literally just got done watching this match like two hours ago. So <laughs> I'm just sitting back and just listening to your explanation. It was superb, superb. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a reason I can't supposed to reveal on this show. There's a reason that Nathan doesn't remember anything of this show because he and he'll try and deny this, but I know he, I'm telling you he did it. He is he was just repeatedly spamming me with messages of all the weird things he wanted Rhea Ripley to do to him. And the language <laughs> that boy was using, I, it was bordering on harassment at this stage. He went into so much detail. Like, like, please stop messaging me. Please, I will block you. I will report to you, sir. Do you care to please read some of these alone. out for us, Scott? I would like to read. I would like to hear a dramatic reading yes. of some of these. <clears throat> oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait for this. <laughs> Looking forward to this. <laughs> Nathan's looking, ladies and gentlemen, for cats who won't be able to see us. Nathan is going on his phone to like try and stop this from happening. <laughs> He's just messing up. Please don't do this. <laughs> He's pulling up the messages. Like, wait, did I really say oh, this thing? I'll kick you off the show, Scott. <laughs> Damn, man. Have you seen Rhea Ripley? I'm like, I went to say just yeah. Like, I thought, oh, she must like her, but like. Then he then he then he gets weird very quickly. Like, she can body slam me anytime she wants. Like, okay, that's a weird request. All right, and then just oh, like you know the weird William Regal confidence takes Galver. It's like that, but much more R rated. Jesus Christ! No, I, I scrummy scrum scrum. Mm. The word pegging is 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 used several several times. 
<laughs> I, I I might have to delete this whole thing. Someone's gonna find my phone and like, who the what kind of people are you associating yourself with? <laughs> kind of the same way people wonder that about Dominic Mysterio, who I don't like, because when I grow my hair out a little bit, people keep insisting my friends keep insisting that I look like him, even though I've tried to deny that. I mean, now that you mention it. Yeah, I didn't put that together, but now it's all I can see. So I'm either Dominic Mysterio or when I cut my hair a bit and have a shave, they say I look like Gunther. Who it's much more insulting because Gunther's now lost so much weight. I now look like the before and he's the after. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going anywhere better than that on this podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you can picture that in your minds, draw a sketch, send it to us at Rogue Opinions or Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T. <laughs> Uh, for the long-time <laughs> listeners. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I dare ask for ratings? Uh, I'll, I'll give a rating. Uh, I thought Rhea gave me strong, weird repulsive eyes with her look. Like, what they wanted the Elizabeth Banks 2017 one to be, basically. So I'm going to rate this match uh, Season 3 of Mighty Morphin. Uh, and that it's not the best one. But it's not as bad as it could have been, you know. It's not terrible bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. It's still Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the best one. KJ, your rating? Uh, you know those those um dildos that have the the anal thing and and the dildo? Yes. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's enough penetration happening with the dildo, so <laughs> the anal thing is kind of you know just just it's kind of just there, you know. It's just uh, you know a little tingle uh it doesn't it doesn't do that much but it, it gives you that it gets you there you know i feel like i feel like this match was that where rhea ripley's the dildo and then that little thing was everything else <laughs> it's funny that you said tingle because i'm gonna write this match tingly beach which is a beach in albuquerque new mexico because the match was kind of meh but there were parts there were people involved who were a little bit tingly. So, tingly beach. I know you are, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to rate this match um, cup of noodles. It's for when you really, really, really want ramen. <laughs> but you just can't get it for some reason. And you eat it and you're like, I'm eating like warm cardboard. But hey, the soup is hot. So... I guess it works. Now I'm full. We'll see you later. And uh, that's about that's about what I'm going to rate it. This podcast is sponsored by Cup Noodles. Cup Noodles, if you're listening, Nissen, if you're listening, Uh <laughs> Coming up next is uh, the battle of the big men here. Braun Strowman versus Omos. Um, I literally only have one thing to say about this. Um <sighs> <laughs> I fucking I, I couldn't stop staring at my phone I didn't give a shit about this match and the only thing I can remember about this match other than the finish was I'm gonna put in this work I'm gonna put in this work Look, <laughs> do you hear that do you hear that that almost said fucking six fucking times and his hand is up he's pointing to the crowd who's booing you and he's like do you hear that and I wanted Braun to be like, yeah, nobody fucking likes you. You're bad. Stop it. Um, 
fucking KJ. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I'm the fucking KJ. No, just like fucking space, space, space. KJ, I don't know. Just get get, get us through this albatross. Ow. How? Uh, I love how KJ just keeps reacting like, why do you go to me during the bad ones? The really oh bad God. ones. I have no defense. Uh, they're tall. They're, uh, I fucking, this was, oh, this is so bad. This was so, so bad. Uh, it's, uh, who who wanted to see? No, I don't, I, nobody wanted to see this. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Mae Young fucking rise out of her fucking grave <laughs> on repeat for a year than watch this fucking match again. Uh, it's just too big. It's like uh, Andre the Giant versus Giant Gonzalez levels of fucking skill. Like, <laughs> Braun Strowman is meh. You know, he's he's not he's not fucking I feel like the run that he had before he was fired was was somewhat giving of something. And now he's just he's gone back to his fucking, you know, like control your narrative fucking thing where he's he's making fun of the the flippy guys and, you know, and everyone hates him now. So it's just like, who? I don't give a fuck about this. I could care less. Omas is Get him off of fucking TV. He he adds no value whatsoever in any respect. Um, and I feel like Braun Strowman just is is in this like little I feel like the return was the big thing, and then they they're just like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this guy now that he's here. Um and the red pants, just stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Just fuck it. Stop it. Yeah. Hundred percent. With uh seven minutes left, boys. Uh, Nick Scott, let's go to you uh, first. Oh, you're, uh, you're mute. You're muted. You're muted, buddy. I'm leaving this in. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be silenced. <laughs> I will expose people like Nathan. Uh, <laughs> I can sum up almost and Braun Strowman in two sentences. Big men do big men things. Braun Strowman's are very red. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nathan. All right, they uh, they were aiming for Godzilla versus Kong, and they ended up at Sharktopus versus Werewolf, which was <laughs> apparently a Casper Van Dien movie made for sci-fi in 2015. Where do you find <laughs> these things? <laughs> and that's not even the rating. <laughs> um, I just know where to look. You just, know I just to... type in ways to rate wrestling matches. <laughs> ways to rate wrestling matches, and you just like cross out food because like somebody's doing food, somebody's doing this. Somebody's yeah, you doing guys this. stole my food thing, so now now I'm on to shock to this. You started this it, is... and it was funny. So <laughs> you steal from the greats. Uh, <laughs> so Nathan, give us your rating then. Oh, honestly, I didn't really have one past that werewolf bit, um, <laughs> but there is also the. The the uh, this it was a sequel rather to Octo Shark versus Sharktopus, so think okay. of that where you will. <laughs> Apparently, someone has a lot of money for a bad sci-fi movies. movie. Yeah. Um, Scott, yours. I will read uh, the Funko Pop of Kramer from Seinfeld, and that it's 
other than the its visual appeal, there's nothing else to enjoy about it. KJ, this is a blow up doll. It belongs. <laughs> it fucking belongs in the seventies. Like Bardix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Bardix. <laughs> yeah, a blow up doll with a Bardix strapped to it with duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only rating I have for it is uh. The one thing I remembered that I saw during this match was that Braun Strowman has his nose, like his septum pierced now. Oh, yeah. And he came across like, you know, when like teenagers are like, no, fuck you, mom. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) And that's what I thought about this entire match until almost wouldn't stop just saying the same three things over and over and over again. Um, so in, in general, it's wet lettuce. I don't fucking know. Next up on the docket, ladies and gentlemen, is the Usos taking on the Brawling Brutes, or Ridge Holland and Butch. Seamus obviously is still sidelined with a marriage. Um, <laughs> the match goes 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, this was... Before the main event, this was my favorite match of the night. Uh, I thought this was excellent. I thought Ridge Holland really surprised me as of late. You can see that he's really putting in the work and he's really um, like grown over the last couple of years. Butch is great. Um, and the Usos are just, I mean, part of the best faction in wrestling right now. So like th- everything just sort of worked for this. If anything, anything at all, I would have wanted this match to go a little bit longer, Um, but it didn't. And it was good for what we got. Um, The crowd was hot for it. I mean, we should talk that the crowd was hot for everything because it's like you go there once or twice a year. They're going to want to see the big stars. But I genuinely think that their reaction up till this point was unnecessary until this match. Like this match, everything just sort of worked. It was really fun. The super kicks that... Jay Uso was throwing tonight were, I mean, just crisp. So crisp. Jackson's take take a page. Um KJ this page. We'll get to that later. We'll get to the um, shot. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go to Nathan first. Nathan, buddy, let's talk about this great match. What do you what did you think about it? Oh, this is great. This is like a proper fight, finally. Like it's like the show woke up for you. which is never a good thing um i didn't really know who rich holland was other than that he threw biggie into retirement Um, jesus he'll be back don't worry um that's all i really knew about him and i was like oh no he's good um seeing butch was jarring because my little brother hadn't watched wrestling for ages so he kept calling him pete dunn so i think he'd be like no it's butch (laughs) <laughs> um, and you say it's probably like the best tag team if not just the best wrestlers in the world um, in my opinion I think the Usos are fantastic it was a great match I just wish it was longer to be honest like, which is weird because the show was like three hours in but when it ended I was kind of like ah. <laughs> but, but they they were obviously the commentators I don't think helped if, if we're going to nitpick like in the build up they kept being like oh, but they got a big title defense on Friday so they're like well they're winning they're not like, I already knew they were going to win but I didn't want them just telling me. Well, it's because I think Friday is the 483 day mark, which is where the new day got to. And that's why the new day 
uh, we're supposed to be facing them on Friday. But if you yeah. talk about it the entire match, that sort of goes, okay, well, we know who's winning. But so I guess they knew that they had to deliver mm-hmm. in the ring, and it really did. Like, I mean, it, like, over-delivered. I think it helped. I was... It did help massively. Like, obviously, I like um, Butch doing his wrist stuff uh, and then talking about, was it Jay who's got a broken hand? Or something like broken and elbow, one of them. Sheamus, they, the the reason Sheamus is, quote, out is because yeah. they injured his elbow and Butch went after their hand and their elbows the yeah, entire match. And I thought that was a beautiful piece of storytelling, like in-ring storytelling, that they're going to be so fucking mad at these guys that the mm-hmm. only way to exact their revenge was to try and do what they did to Sheamus to them. And yeah. I thought that... um uh Wade Barrett was like exquisite here on commentary. We was like, well, that's how it works in the pub. That's how it works down there. <laughs> it was really funny in the middle of Saudi Arabia, like just like, free British dudes. <laughs> like Wade Barrett like being on commentary and he done and Rich Holland just like throwing dudes around in the middle of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it, was, like, it was pretty cool. It was a great match. I wish it went longer. It probably should have opened a show. They should have just mm-hmm. old school NXT'd it, given it like yeah. 15 minutes just to open a show. I know Brock wants to go home, but that can't Brock. He probably only arrived 20 minutes beforehand. Exactly. Stay a bit. Uh, KJ, what do, what do you got on this one? Um, yeah, it was it was a solid match. Uh, to be honest, my attention was wavered because of the previous match. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not even lying. I, I just couldn't get into this fucking match because, number one, for the reasons you, Nathan just said, like, I, I, I knew the Usos yeah. are not losing the titles. Like, you just know it. If the new day showed up and we're like, whoever comes back, are gonna we're gonna face each other, and it's like, okay, you, we know what you're doing here. So, if you've been if you've watched wrestling long enough, we know what's going on. Uh, the finish was incredible. the The turnbuckle one D was 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 great. Um, but besides that, I was just like, man, I know what's gonna happen here. I can't. I just and and that last match just took it out of me. I was just like, fuck Braun Strowman, fuck Omos. stupid fucking blow up dolls i just i can't so while i appreciate the match and the the effort and the selling of jay uso's wrist i just i just couldn't find myself getting invested in this match because of the previous one so i i i wish i could have enjoyed it more but i kind of knew which direction was going which is always like a a damper on on my viewing experience i i feel like this is the most we've disagreed on a podcast, KJ, and I'm upset about that. So while I while I try and recover and find my center, um, Scott, can you give me some dulcet tones about your about your feelings on this match? Because I'm going to need a minute here. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I I'm happy that the Brits are so over that they're become as over as they are because the fans' reaction to them really helps mass just how much shitter Reg Holland is. Than the other two, and the like, he's not bad, but there's clearly a a talent difference between the two more experienced ones and him. But you forgive that, and it, you don't realize just how big the gap is because the fans just go mental for everything and he does and anything that the brawling brutes do. I know why he wasn't there, but I really think the only thing that could have improved this match was would be having Sammy there. I know why he can't be there, but like at that WWE house show I went to. The main event was New Day and Braun versus Usos and Sammy. And Sammy was the most over person of the entire night. The whole thing of that house show was he'd keep coming, getting tagged in and then Jay would tag himself back in and denying people Sammy. 
and the whole Uthi thing, like Uthi has made its way to Saudi Arabia, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> the we should briefly discuss the. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Is like during the press conference, the crowd starts to chant, "We want Sammy." And Roman goes with the way that you guys have acted today. You don't deserve Sammy. <laughs> and I think that's incredible, but I think it takes a lot of balls for the people of Saudi Arabia to be like, Hey, we want this guy, but this guy's not going to be safe here. And we know that. So like, I don't know. It just, it, it hits the ear wrong and I'm not blaming the fans at all here. I'm not, I'm blaming, you know, the situation more. And I get that they want a big star, but it is also like a little silly that he can't be there. Like he literally can't be there. I don't know. Do you guys have any feelings on uh, on that? Like, did that hit your ear wrong um, as well? I I I I see what you're saying. Sorry about that, Nathan. Uh, I I I see what you're saying. I, I would like to, you know, on that topic, like to just say, as someone who lives in the Middle East, um, there's a lot of you know, there there is a lot of misconception, but there's a lot of truth that is sort of exposed about what it's like living here. But there's also a lot of misconception. I will say that Saudi Arabia, um, you know, we may make fun of it with like, oh, yeah, you know, women just started driving and stuff. And there's there was a lot of like backward thinking um, that that existed in this part of the world for a long time. But things are really changing um, and it's going to take time for those changes to take effect and. You know, it's it's going to take time for people to understand why the way they've been doing things is is wrong and why we're moving towards a more accepting sort of thing. So MVP couldn't be there because he denounced the faith of Islam. And now uh, he's not allowed in Saudi Arabia because he did that. Um, and, you know, in uh, my understanding as a Muslim myself, I... It, it doesn't make a difference to me who denounces their faith. And I feel like the government also needs to understand that some people are just not going to be practicing and that's okay. We don't have to, you know, extradite them or do whatever harm them in any way. And so these changes are taking place, especially in Saudi Arabia. A lot of things are changing. You know, uh, I've, I've never been to Saudi Arabia myself, but I was planning on going for the show and I wasn't even sure if I could sit next to my girlfriend at the show. But I asked that question to someone. They're like, yeah, of course you can. Like, this is a whole misconception. It's not like that anymore, you know? So I feel, I hope that things change and Sami Zayn can actually make an appearance in Saudi Arabia at some point, uh, being of Syrian heritage. Um, there is some, but that that's that's more of a political thing. And, you know, I, I again, I, I hope Saudi Arabia changes because UAE has really changed for the, the better. And I hope Saudi Arabia continues to sort of understand why they can't do things that the way they used to. And imagine the pop when Sammy oh, yeah. first appears in Saudi Arabia for the first time. Oh, it's going to be like Montreal. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I mean, yeah. they better give him a WrestleMania style entrance the first time he's because this was the first time that I watched one of these uh, Saudi shows where like I wasn't weirded out that they were in Saudi. Because, you know, they hadn't just killed somebody, you know, or whatever. And I mean, granted, there was like that threat of the like an imminent attack on yeah. like the show and stuff. And I really I wasn't weirded out. It felt more like a show, like a regular WWE show. 
Um, was that was that gone? I know KJ. It must have been. It must have felt like that for you a little bit more, like before this. But like, did did you guys, uh, Nathan and Scott, did you um, did you have that sort of feeling too, where you're like, oh, I'm just watching a WWE show. This isn't really the Saudi show this time. Yeah, yeah. It it started becoming more of a regular thing. I think the more doing it, like the last few years, it's like last few years, it basically feels like they put more effort into. It. They left that effort home when they came here, other than a couple of matches. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else to really say. I was just throw this into light in the middle, but apparently I discovered that Usi, the reason it's so funny to the bloodline is it's Simone slang yeah. for pussy. Yeah. Oh, you you hadn't heard this yet? You'd not heard that? Yeah. No, I only oh, discovered this the other day. New things. <laughs> um, so like when they were chanting, when they were chanting, you're not Usi at uh, Jay. <laughs> And he smiled. It was like they were just chanting, you're not a pussy to him. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Nathan. I was going to say, I'm not really weirded out because, like, again, I think it's what you said at the start, Jerry. It's not like the, the people, the civilians that are there, it's not like we should be denying people entertainment. Because you'd rather go there and, like, try and be a catalyst for change. But also, in the rest of the world, sometimes I think maybe we need to, like, check ourselves a little bit. Because it's not like we're sat in, like for Scott and Jimmy and I, we're not sat in countries that are like innocent of everything in the world. That, so we can't send our wrestlers to you because we're so great. Like you've ever go there and like try and change change things a little bit. Like, and but in a way that sounds super arrogant. That, oh, we're going to go in and send our fake fighters to try and like be a catalyst for something. But yeah, I think it's really cool that they were trying for something because it's clearly... They don't care where he's from. So maybe that or whatever old style thinking is going on there, they might be like, oh, okay, like, would it be so bad if Sami Zayn came here? Would it be so bad if we actually like open dialogue with these people? If it's like a political thing, it's going to take a long time. But things had changed. Yeah. The first time it went, it's like, no ladies are going to be here. And then look, it's like four years later or whatever. And there's two matches on the show. Scarlet's there. Rhea's there. There's plenty they're out of the ponchos any of ladies yeah so yeah, yeah so that's I what i mean know. like there's there's a lot of like um there's there's another podcast i listen to where they they talk about you know like oh this is it. saudi arabia is so backwards and i can't believe they do this and they treat women like this and blah, blah blah and sure there's a lot of things that are wrong with that but they're also they're they're you know there's this idea that hey if you're not like us then you're wrong you know yeah. And I feel like that that gets overlooked a lot where it's like, well, we come from a different we're geographically, we're completely different. Uh, we're, you know, experienced different things. So, you know, maybe the US or the UK or Europe may have gone through different things while we've gone through different things. So obviously our the way we structured our life is going to be different from yours. And, you know, there's different religious implications or different religious foundations. And religiously, we may differ on Bible and Quran are are quite similar in in many aspects, and you know it's it's like well we have we have sort of different values and different. I it's I mean it gets really deep, and we can have this conversation about like you know why we think differently, and you know there's there's a whole thing to it, but you know just to keep it general, I feel like there are things that we we look at a little differently while you know other people may look at it in in the other way but it's just about like respecting each other and be like okay you guys 
as long as you're not harming people and you're not oppressing people, do what you're doing. And I, I understand there's a modicum of that that used to happen uh, in this part of the world. But again, as I said, I feel like it's changing. I think it's, and, it's, it's the beauty of entertainment and sport because like, that's what they do. It doesn't matter where anyone's comes from when it comes to like sport, like football. You look at someone like the British League at the minute, you've got people from all sorts of backgrounds playing for the same badge and that's kind of what these things can can do is just kind of bring everyone together where they are chanting everyone's chanting usi at someone yeah. and not knowing what it means and it's hilarious to everyone in the room <laughs> like and it doesn't matter where anyone's come from so maybe precisely that's, yeah. what will, that's what will happen but it does these things do Probably. take time so why i don't really see the reason to just go and i know there's a lot of money involved so not thinking about the money at all just looking at what it is as like a show in a country that does that maybe it will open people's eyes a little bit and yeah. it's pretty cool that all, the, all those people that never got to, they didn't get WWE shows they didn't get boxing they didn't get football they didn't get tennis all these things that are going o- over there it's cool that everyone just gets to sit down and enjoy something like oh, yeah. forgetting what's going on outside and like the rest of the world for a little it's- bit it, 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 I live in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is the, the most boring city in the fucking world. Like, I, it's, there's nothing that ever happened. And it's, it's statistically the safest city on planet Earth. Like, literally, number one safe. Any, any, anyone can go out at any time and you're, you're safe on the streets, which I'm very grateful for. I'm very happy for. And that's how it should be everywhere in the world, um, especially for women, because it's God knows how tough it is for them. So I and, you know, nothing ever happened. And then suddenly the UFC starts coming here and it's like, oh, shit, stuff is happening. And now yeah. Jimmy Carr is coming here in January. It's like, oh, fuck, Jimmy Carr is coming. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> oh, that's fucking dope. So, Jimmy Carr's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a great so, show. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's so like there's there's so many things that are that are happening here. Coldplay's been here a bunch of times and fucking Shakira. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Words. joke sniper again uh shakira before she evaded her taxes was here uh and you know there's been a whole bunch of people here so so they're they're trying to get stuff going and they're trying to liven up the city which again it will take a lot of time because people here something new opens they flock to that they go there for like about two months and then they're sick of it and then they're like oh we're bored again so They need they need the stimulation to keep happening in order for people to be like, oh, you know, shit's happening here. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's the cool thing is there was obviously someone in Saudi Arabia that was a bit forward thinking that thought, look, it's going to take a bit of money to get people over here. Like whatever we think of that, whatever. But like they went, let's get the WWE over here. Let's get Barcelona and Real Madrid and people like that. And let's, let's get different shit in this place. And let's mix the, it the up. NBA. Yeah. The NBA yeah. was here a few like a few weeks ago. So yeah. and that's really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's build horizontal cities. You know, let's fucking <laughs> you know. Um, but as, no, as, I, 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 as Ali I only, said, go ahead, yeah. doing doing lines in the line. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the only thing you can do over there. By the way, I I hope that's what happens at least the first week, so somebody <laughs> could be like, I'm the guy. Um, but no, I only here's a rare laugh. I really, I really only bring this up, and I think that was a very good conversation to have. And I, I hope that everybody who's listening to this, like, really thinks about that. Uh, WWE really delivered on their promise to help uh, push forward the change in that region of the world, and they should be applauded as well as 
the Saudi government for letting this show happen, letting all these matches go forward. And I think that's at the end of the day of beyond the matches. I think they're really delivering WWE. That is, is really delivering on a promise that they set out a few years ago that we all shit talked like every single one of us. I think when greatest Royal Rumble was, was announced, that's all we did was go, this is fucking crazy. And then fucking Khashoggi died. And we are like, see, it's fucking crazy. And then a couple of years later, it's like, wow, they really are a, like a positive force right now. And these shows are incredible. We don't have the lazy boys in the whole front center of the camera anymore, which is wonderful. Uh, the crowd is like really into these shows. And I think that it's a really, this was the first one to me, at least that felt like, wow, this is, they're, they're normalizing it. They're doing the right thing here. And they did that very, very well with um with this match because they put on a absolute banger during this match. And I think the crowd deserved it. I think we as viewing audience deserved it because of how bad the opening of this show was. Um I feel I feel bad weird now that we're we just had that really good conversation. Now let's undercut it with some really stupid yeah. ratings for this match. Like there's no <laughs> easy way to transition from the match and that to I think we could do it. Jim, Jimmy, say dicks real quick. Uh, dicks and cocks. Oh, cool. You're back, guys. Welcome to Rogue Opinions. Guys, <laughs> you, uh, you come to the wrong place for a polite political discord. <laughs> but no, yeah, that I think that was a really good conversation to have. And uh, I think everybody at this point in the show needed uh, not only our show, but that show that uh, aired <laughs> earlier in the week. Uh, they needed some stupid, crazy bollocks, some bullshit, some fun. And that's what the next match brought us. Um, but uh, real quick, ratings-wise, this was just a great stake, this match. It was just uh, – Usos and Brawling Brutes was a great match. I, I can't really even make something funny about it. Uh, KJ, I'm interested to see what kind of sex toy you have lined up for us. So I'm just going to dive right into you. Is it anal beads? Is that what we're doing? My friend's pocket pussy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's great, but it's not for me. Oh, Jimmy, remember <laughs> throw to a guy who's about to talk about sex toys. What's the phrase? Yeah, just gonna dive right I in. I thought that is it. Just gonna dive right in. <laughs> Tell me about your <laughs> diving right uh-huh. into the pocket. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nathan, what's your what's your probably ridiculous rating for this match? Unexpected Britishness, like the Doghouse <laughs> Pub, which can be found in the middle of Mexico City. I'm 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 feeling a road trip, guys. I'm feeling a uh Yep, let's head down to I can't say this entire address. Somewhere in Mexico City. <laughs> it's a lot of words. It's a, it's a lot of words and a lot of vowels that you don't know. Yeah, I think if I try, like after that beautiful conversation, I'm just like, cool, time to be racist. Let me try and say this Mexican address. <laughs> so before we get cancelled, Scott, what's your review? <laughs> what's your rating rather for this match? Oh, sorry, I just realized when I was making that joke about what how you transitioned into KJ's sex toy thing, I remembered, like, you may have seen, I turned my camera for less because my father walked in earlier on, and I'm glad he didn't walk back in during the, the last few minutes because I probably would have been disowned. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rate this, the second pizza that I was having during this, which was the good one. Uh, it was a pepperoni pizza with not just cheese, not regular like, stuffed crust with cheese in it, it was a cheese sauce in the crust. It was much better than the other one I had earlier, which I described I compared to the, the cage match earlier on. This one didn't burn me. And if it did, I still would have ate it. 
and being happy about it. All right. Uh, so, uh, like I said, at some point, um, the the crowd needed a uh, they they needed something that was just stupid and fun and really really good uh, for all intents and purposes until the end. We got Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a last woman standing match. This match went 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, and this entire match was great, except for the finish. I thought the finish itself was very good, like inventive and different and trapping somebody in a ladder was very well done. But I feel like the wrong person won this match because what... What do either of these women do now? War games! Yes, war games. <laughs> I think it's pretty fucking obvious what they're going to do. <laughs> They've literally announced it already. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. We can just title this podcast Jimmy's Wrong and move on. Um, what, what, we weren't doing that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's three. It's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't eaten yet. So, like... uh Let's uh let's get uh, an idea of what we all thought of this by going to Scott first. Scott, what did you think of the Raw Women's Saddle match here? I I really loved it. Uh, selling this with the golf cart aside, like <laughs> I'm gonna hit you in a few minutes, <laughs> and then the table bump off of the golf cart was was really hard to watch. Uh, and like you said, I enjoyed this up until the finish because you know Twitter's already mentioned it and WWE will never acknowledge it. But basically, what they're telling us is. Bailey could have gone out of that ladder had her arse not been so big. <laughs> Bailey's arse cost her the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going to have to be the one to say it on here. And like, I could forgive them. Not <laughs> You're, so the brave, You're so brave, Scott. You're so brave. Kudos for, for Scott's bravery. <laughs> like, the, like the people that made Freedom. fun of Alicia Vikander for having small boobs on the Tomb Raider poster. <laughs> so I'm going to have to be the one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like... I was fine enough with it not changing hands at uh, uh, Extreme Rules, but this, like, I thought Bailey needed to win the Robin State. He had a better motivate war games and said they just, they had Bianca of all people challenge, make the challenge. They're like, why? You've beaten all three of them single handedly on multiple occasions at this point. Also, like, where was Nikki? Where was Damage Control, the lazy bastards, to help Bailey during this match? They won. They should have been out there. Um, Nathan, who is out there, um, what are what are your feelings on uh, this uh, last woman standing match? Do you think it went too long? Was it too short? Where, where were you sitting? No, I thought it was great. Like the golf cart thing was a little silly. It didn't play out. The bump of the tape, the bump of the golf cart for a table, like didn't play out, but looked brutal. I'm presuming Bailey's okay. Um, I thought it was great. I thought they actually put on like a killer match. They're beating the absolute crap out of each other, which is what you need. Um, yeah, she was fun. The use of weapons was fun. It was cool hearing the crowd like chant "We want table" and things like that. Um, I did think the ending was a little bit s- silly but smart at the same time. Like wrestlers often in kayfabe are um, like complete dumbasses, but <laughs> Bianca showed a little bit of nous with the way that they played that. I thought it was really cool. Like, yeah, the, the golf cart thing didn't play out. It was better when was it Kevin Owens that did it that time against Roman Reigns. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah what was, was that Royal Rumble 2020? Last night's match where um, they fucked up. 2021 bit, so he was like down for like two minutes to play it off. A lot longer um, than that. That yeah, that it was, is it was hard to watch. Like an hour, but um, 
But yeah, no, I thought it was great. I think it's probably my match of the night. Oh, all right. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. That's KJ, it. was this your match of the evening or uh, did it fall short of expectations? Um, uh, like I said, the, the, the finish of the match was uh, inventive. However, the wrong person won, in my opinion, uh, Bianca Belair. Her title reign is now, uh, I mean, two weeks ago, I said was on the verge of being stale. I think it's fair to say it's stale now. Um, the the sort of John Cena treatment circa 2007, 2008 is sort of, you know, rearing its ugly head here and there with like a very low opacity. But I feel like if if this continues, people are going to turn on Bianca. Uh, she needs to lose that title. Bailey was a perfect person to to put it on. Don't know why they didn't do it. I don't know what the the thought process behind that is. Perhaps we're going towards a Royal Rumble and maybe they give the big win there. Uh, but I don't want to see Bianca versus Bailey again. You know, uh, the match was good. Uh, you know, all the spots were great. That table not breaking. Ouch! That that looked like it hurt. Uh, however, you do see the crack immediately. Yeah, as as you touch the it. one thing that jumped out yeah. to me was you immediately saw where they gimmicked it, and then yeah. she goes through <laughs> it, and it only breaks there. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> so perfectly, perfectly breaks there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Why that was aren't they throwing into real tables? Back in my day, yeah. Do you back in my day they splintered? Into a thousand pieces, and you went <laughs> home with wood in your teeth if you were in the front row. God damn it. <laughs> Do you remember that match? Uh, Sasha versus Charlotte, I believe. And the finish was Charlotte put Sasha through the table in the hell in a cell yeah. in the mm. corner, and the table doesn't break, and then she just goes for the pin. So, like, they should have switched the tables. Just fucking, you know, just yeah. fucking switch the tables. But, um, maybe the you know, maybe the altitude on the flight over. Like expanded the wood in the table, and I thought you're gonna say Bailey's ass. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to lower the uh, like the quality of this podcast like Scott did, bringing up Bailey's ass. Okay, I'm trying to bring a little class back to this politically charged, like hey, I, really I will not apologize force for change. I will not apologize, like Billy Gunn before me, for being an ass man. i am Um, buying one of those oh scissor me daddy shirts by the way those are great they're fucking great great. oh yeah oh yeah even Uh, my girlfriend who barely watches wrestling is like i want that scissor ew shirt and i was like we're doing it that's when we go to full gear that's what we're doing i like that uh yeah, so uh, again solid effort wrong person won uh love the finish i thought it was really inventive um and you rarely see you know uh new things in wrestling and so seeing like a very unique finish was was great uh so yeah i i i thought it was decent and your rating oh uh i i would say um handcuffs <laughs> i i say handcuffs because oh my god it's coming oh it's is going to be good <laughs> but then I'm just stuck in these handcuffs after I'm I've come and now I'm I'm just lying here and it's like oh god. So and your can... rating is oh my god it's coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nathan, I feel like we've not been very progressive this podcast. Nathan, Scott, your dad's not in the room, right? <laughs> Nathan, what's your rating, buddy? Oh, Hotto Golf West Coast Helsinki. It's a horror-themed mini, uh, crazy golf course in Helsinki, which the top review is very inventive. I had fun. Road trip part two. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're going on a world tour. <laughs> Scott, you're fading. Uh, I'm struggling here. I will see the 2019 autobiography, uh, Mayor Kane, because I had some interesting <laughs> stuff to be found. There was some, it was good up until oh the first two, first two thirds of the first two thirds of it were good. Then the finish is the parts where he talks about politics and ironically, much like Bailey's ass stopping her, him being a huge ass makes it hard read for the last third of it. <laughs> oh my god. Um we have officially lost the plot, ladies and gentlemen. Read <laughs> <laughs> a 4.5 out of five somehow on Amazon. It's got a 4.5 out of five. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the Ministry of Darkness rating it. Oh my god. Um all right, ladies and gentlemen. So we've a final we've finally arrived here at what is probably one of the matches of the year if i'm not like i mean really i want to shit talk it but i don't know i mean this main event ladies and gentlemen was i just I, I know I, ju- I just said it but like i wanted to hate this i wanted to think this was going to be awful but have you seen that still of anime Logan Paul, like jumping in and Roman cocking back the fist, ready to punch him. And I hated, I thought it was so dumb, the whole when lucky punch, because no one ever fucking bought it to begin with. But my good godness, this like this match had everything. It had great wrestling, it had good storytelling, it had the run-ins. This match was great. I mean, I can't fault it. The ending of this show was just so stellar throughout. And this was the perfect cherry on top. KJ, I got to hear what you say about this first, and then we can just gush over this match for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like the uh, internet wrestling community is very seldomly on the same page for something. And I feel like this match is one of those things where everyone is unanimously just just in awe of mainly Logan Paul's performance. Let's not take anything away from Roman Reigns, who is just, uh, he is, he's getting there. You know, he's getting up there for, for all-time greats with this run. It is nothing, nothing misses. Everything's great. Everything's on point. Storytelling in the ring. Um I'm 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 big storytelling guy. I you know if there's a story in the match, even if it's something as stupid as the the lucky punch, the button on my chin doesn't exist, and even if it did, you wouldn't find it. And you know, like all that stuff. As corny as it was, the way it played out in the match and Roman Reigns selling his clicking his jaw after getting punched. Um, when he was trying to get the hearing I, back in his ear after he got yeah, punched, like yeah, wonderful piece of business. That just yeah. absolutely incredible. The, the facials just tell the story, and Roman Reigns has that like 
caveman sort of face and just like every every expression on his face is exaggerated and i fucking love it i just love his expressions and his selling um logan paul to me it, it hit the best buckshot lariat i've ever seen i i posted that on twitter i said this is the best buckshot lariat i've ever seen and people were disagreeing with that and i was like how how are you disagreeing with my opinion I think <laughs> I just that's with the best. <laughs> I think I personally think the way you know, even if you look at Hagman Adam Page's uh, Buckshot Lariat, it's it's a good it's a good move. He it's a finisher. It looks great, but the way Logan Paul got the rotation and followed the momentum into the shot and Roman Reigns dropping at the exact same time, I've I've not seen and and. I'll 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 hold my hands high and say that I've not watched every fucking Hangman Adam Page match, so there's possible there's a possibility that he's he's hit a better buckshot lariat than that. I personally have not seen one as good as that one because my 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 most hated move of all time is that stupid fucking lunatic lariat that Dean Ambrose used to hit. I fucking yeah, absolutely hate that move. It it makes no sense. You you remove through physics you remove the fucking momentum of that shot before you you go back into it and it's supposed to somehow be more powerful it doesn't no, make any the ray sense. the ray fenix one where he does the whole like swing yeah, his legs out into like whatever movie's gonna do next that makes more sense and like no like junk like if jungle boy say jungle boy for example is standing there um and he, like they have to stand there and watch him do this oh, yeah. thing <laughs> why it worked like yeah. once or twice it got a good pop move on from it you're older now it doesn't fucking work yeah i yeah. hate I, all that shit i agree i agree i feel like the ray phoenix one still works a bit more than that stupid lariat but i digress um what was i saying oh, <laughs> oh the yeah buckshot uh, the, the buckshot. yeah so um to me, the way Logan Paul followed that move up was was amazing. <clears throat> You're gonna have to take over. My voice is giving up on me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this is this is a, a little bit uh, longer of a podcast. KJ hasn't done that since the early days of the Pot of Thunder. Uh, add lightning sound effect here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, need a sip so of water there. I I do disagree with the fact that he did a better one because uh, Hangman Adam Page doesn't injure himself when he does it. Um and he does it all no, the time. I, oh no no, no I, I I didn't say he does it better than Hangman and Page. I just feel like that's the best one I've seen. The like, um the thing is is that two other people have tried it recently. One of them is effectively canceled, and the other one came back from being canceled, and they both blew their knees out doing the move. Yeah, because right. what Hangman does, and I, I I only say this as somebody who works in wrestling a lot, that he does a step to regain the momentum before he does it. And what Paul did was he landed and jumped. And that's what blew his knee out. I think because it wasn't a lot of people have said to me recently, like, Oh, it was the table spot. He hit his leg off the table. And it's like, he didn't favor his leg at all. Hmm. After the table spot, he was moving on adrenaline at that point. He just did it because they planned it. The buckshot Lariat is where he blew his knee out. Um, I I can see that. I can definitely see see the the injury angle, but to me as a whole as a package, I feel like it it looked so seamless. Um, 
the rotation and the jump forward with the momentum. I feel like the timing was perfect. I felt like, you know, yeah, sure, maybe he blew his knee out, but I felt like the way the whole thing unraveled, it was just, it was so spectacular to see. And again, you know, three matches in, this guy's doing shit like this, like fucking movie poster fucking scenes in the ring and just, you know, also... A lot of credit needs to go to that the the person who took that photo because not a lot of the, the photographers don't get fucking any credit. What a fucking great photo that is! Um, because you don't even see it, like yeah, when yeah. on the show you don't even see that shot. It's yeah. a totally different shot to mm-hmm. the the photo that they got, and it was perfect. That guy or girl, whoever took it. I, it wasn't a girl. They were in Saudi. Um, no, there, but, there was a girl there. No, Actually, no, the no. first female photographer. Some of the referees. Way. Some of the referees as well. The first ref, uh, female referee. Yeah, um, they was, had the first female was, photographer and first female referee. What? No, it was like, like O'Brien. She, she went over there with a beard on. Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fake beard on like Life of Brian. Like, are there any women here? They, uh, <laughs> yeah, whoever took that photo deserves a raise and deserves to be like the main photo person for live events, I think, because they have an eye. Like, it should be like Peter Parker selling the photos of Spider-Man to J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> just going back. To, well, when Vince was there, it'd be funnier. But yeah, going to Triple H and just be like, <laughs> OK, like, can we talk about that? I'm, I'm sure this joke has been made everywhere. But when he shows up with the photo of Spider-Man hanging off the side of a skyscraper, you're going to try and tell me that J.J. wasn't like, how the fuck did you get this? <laughs> Where were you having a meeting that you fucking were there when he was 76 stories in the air? He just wanted, he just wanted his pictures of Spider-Man. What do you want? He's, I mean, listen, he's a simple man with simple requests, right? <laughs> it's a 20-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker's just hanging out for Gargoyle. Yeah, <laughs> the funniest thing about that photo is that what you really need, someone needs to caption it with just a record scratch. Yep, that's me, Logan Paul. <laughs> I, I blew my MCL in this match. You're probably wondering how I got to that stage. <laughs> well, I well, I'll start that time. I filmed the dead. I filmed the dead body. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's take you back to the forest, ladies and gentlemen, to the beginning of this story. Oh so, no, no, I, no! I'd like to, I'd like to pose a question to you guys. Do you think? that this this match is going to turn the fans into favoring Logan Paul's when Logan Paul whenever he makes that return. Yeah. Nathan, I think rest of fans, rest of fans will love it. Right. Like, yeah. I think people everyone loves a comeback. So he's done the injury. He's coming off of a of a banger. He'd only had three matches. Um he's I think that they should definitely bring him back as a good guy and then immediately turn him there because he is just made to be a heel. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do think it's such a shame that he got injured because after watching a match, would you like, oh, he'd be so great in war games. Like, he's oh, got the yeah. timing. He isn't afraid of doing stupid shit, like quite clearly in the ring. Um, and yeah, the buckshot lariat was, was awesome as well, mm-hmm. just to end that conversation. I, I, I'm no real. I don't know if I've ever seen Adam Page do one just because I haven't hardly seen an Adam Page match. Um, but I thought it looked great. Sorry, Scott. I, think, so I was going to say the best like, example I've heard of it, people comparing the whole Hangman page and how Logan Paul does the bit. Like, I think it was Will Washington from Fightful that said like how people shouldn't compare the two people doing the moves. Like, is it, he also gave the examples like saying, 
Like, there's no shame in saying that Petey Williams does a better Canadian destroyer than Bad Bunny, but it doesn't make Bad Bunny doing a Canadian destroyer any less cool. And I think yeah. you can apply the same comparison to the, the box shot lariat. As in a very it. apt, a very apt comparison for sure. Yeah. Green, I, yeah. I do feel bad for him, like, because I think injuries like that do take quite a long a while to heal. So I really would have liked if it was possible to see Logan Paul like a surprise entrant in the Rumble. Yeah. Because I do feel like some people might get a little bit more respect for him. Uh, who obviously weren't fans of his YouTube content, obviously knowing that he went through this with the injury like halfway through the match. Because, you know, as much as people want to throw shit, but people on here can throw shit to him. Like, I would, as soon as I knew there was any sort of issue of money, I'm like, I'm tapping out. I know I came all this way. Fuck it. Don't need the belts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when when he he did the WrestleMania match uh, and, and then he goes up to the corner turnbuckle, and does the Eddie Guerrero sort of shit yeah. like that? He the character work that this guy's doing, his promos are a bit cringy. He he needs to work on that. That's fine, but everything that he he backs it up, and I hate to admit it, he does. The guy backs it up. Both these brothers are immensely talented, immensely. Whether you like their personalities or not, you cannot deny that when they're performing, they are performing, and people are watching. I just saw on on Twitter uh, a little while ago, um, Jake Paul and Andrew Tate are face to face, and it looks like that's going to be like this big boxing thing, or I don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. So, so um, wait, wait. So instead of actually proving himself against an actual boxer, Jake Paul again <laughs> is going to say he's the best boxer in the world by beating up a misogynist. <laughs> well, this is this is how the guy makes all his money, right? He he fights husbands. He fights. I have no interest in any Jake Paul fight. I I I love Anderson Silva. Did not watch one second of that boxing fight. Only but only wait, the clip so on Twitter. Let's say Jake Paul comes in. Are they going to rest? Like, say the Paul brothers become a tag team, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to wrestle the Heart Foundation? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Is he going to go in and wrestle Sergeant Slaughter because he's afraid to fucking lose? Uh, Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter said the day of Crown Jewel, he goes, if anyone ever thought Jake Paul's fights were works, you just saw his working punch. Yeah. And obviously they're not. (laughs) Yeah, his working punches are terrible. Jesus Christ. Like, the Paul brothers, they infuriate me so much. But God, they're fucking uh, talented. If you, um, in the next Saudi show, to be honest, if you said to me, I was going to be the Paul Brothers against Sergeant Slaughter. I am sat on this couch watching that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> In like, a boot, the boot camp match? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. You said it, and I was like, that'd be fucking dope, actually. <laughs> I'm, writing your next, I'm writing your next fake WrestleMania script, Nathan. <laughs> yes. yes. The, you know, yeah, the, the Paul Brothers are so talented, so incredibly talented. Um, and... You know, I hope I hope that Logan Paul does recover and he does like start doing some good stuff in in just the world in general. He's very influential. I know a lot of people, uh, sorry, a lot of like young people who really follow him and listen to his podcast, and they're all about that. I'm not a big fan of his posse. I they, those guys just annoy me. I yeah, did. It's funny to see them get beat up. I oh, did cry yeah. laughing yeah. when they both got the shit kicked out of their faces. Yeah, yeah. I was so, like. <laughs> Biggest baby faces in the company. Let's go. Yeah, fucking <laughs> uh, If if I did have one criticism of this match, I feel like there was a lot of interference, like yeah. a lot. Um, but it's it's 
completely, you know, just negligible because I like the the whole structure of everything, the way it took place. Logan Paul doing the jump to the outside onto onto the Usos and then going back in for the quick finish. That was maybe slightly hurried. But besides that, just everything in this match was was so good from a, you know, selling uh, perspective to character work to to just spots the the fucking holding the phone and jumping onto the table he and and that that just let's just take a second to realize this guy's so smart because he knows he's gonna take that phone he's gonna take this yeah. video and this video is gonna go fucking everywhere and it did it was on fucking sky sports it was on fucking talk sports it was on like fucking everywhere every fucking world star Everyone had this fucking video sharing it like, oh, look, Logan Paul does crazy jump in WWE and and he's going to get eyes and people are going to be like, oh, fuck, Logan Paul's like doing some crazy shit there. You know, I think with the with the ending as well, like, I, w- I wonder if they were setting up to do more because obviously they had Jake Paul come in. They had the other who so have a stand up. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Solo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Solo. Solo. Um, and Roman got kind of the lucky punch finish. Like in a roundabout way, like the the one lucky punch because Logan took his eye off the ball, dived to the outside, and then got hit with a Superman spear. Done. He's out. He's like go yeah. away. So I do think maybe they obviously expected the match probably not to be as good as it was, but they gave it so much time. They gave it all the bells and whistles, and they left it wide open for a rematch because Roman only won because Logan got distracted by everything else. Um, but now, so nine months time when Logan comes back and Roman is probably still champion. Then they've got they've left themselves open to do it do it again. I think you know, I think with sorry. I'm I'm sorry, KJ, but I, I think with this match, um, a lot of people are going to start thinking like, well, we really and I know a lot of us wrestling fans like real like the like real wrestling fans in air quotes, we're like, oh, we don't need the Rock match, but I feel like after this Logan Paul match, what? everybody is going to start thinking. Are you saying they don't need the Rock match? I'm yeah. saying it. I don't. What? I don't fucking want it. The guy blew his fucking quad out, and uh, in the first twenty, like fifteen minutes of the John Cena match, and made me wait seven more months for pain and gain. I don't need Black Adam two, like delayed three years because fifty nine year old Dwayne Johnson forgot how to do a rock bottom. I'm I sorry, Jimmy. When they announced it, sorry, go on. Let's see. I've watched Pain and Gain, and you know what? I could have waited probably even longer to yeah. never watch. That's <laughs> that, that pretty much what I was about to say. I was going to be like, they make you wait for Pain and Gain. So <laughs> you were still dumb enough to go see it. <laughs> uh, I I watched it on a torrent, but like I, you know, like it was what it was. Um, Marky Mark always has my dollar. Um, as soon as as soon as they announced the Rock Roman Reigns, like that's when people are going to that WrestleMania will set up. You They've know, already sold a hundred thousand tickets. Well, they don't need it. So I tell I tell you guys this. Um, I I I know someone who told me that backstage at, at the end of the last WrestleMania night two, The Rock was supposed to come out, which is why the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match sort of fell flat. And people are like, "What the fuck? How do you end it like this?" The high out was supposed to be The Rock's music hits, comes out to the ring, confronts Roman. And that's where WrestleMania ends. So uh, he didn't make it. He he 
he did make his flight on time or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly what the reason was, but yeah. He was too busy so, on the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's, A four-hour callback, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the Rock Roman seems to be the direction, and I I can't wait to hear that pop. Um, You know, the... the if you're some male and the fucking like, if it happens at the rumble, I'm losing my mind. I don't care where the fuck it happens. I want it to yeah. happen like wherever, whenever. Um, and then, you know, it's just, I feel like everything is, is perfectly building to that with the head of the table and the family following him and, you know, the ooses. And I feel like everything's just falling into place really well. I definitely want to see the rock versus Roman 100%. Um, I think it's a good story. I've said this before. People disagreed where I still, I feel like the titles do need to be involved because there's only one person who has the ability to take it off of Roman. And that Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. (laughs) And, and again, like, you know, I love, I love all that talk where, well, there's a possibility that Bray Wyatt gets thrown into the mix now. And there's a possibility that Cody Rhodes gets thrown into the mix. And, and what if Roman wrestles night one, uh, against the Rumble winner and Night 2 against The Rock or vice versa or there's so many fucking possibilities which is what makes wrestling great it's when you can't predict it right so I think it needs to it needs to titles as well because otherwise it's going to be Wrestlemania 18 all over again like the, the, if, the, if the, you have The Rock Roman on a Wrestlemania card no matter whether it's Night 1 or Night 2 like the title match will be completely irrelevant at that point yeah. like no so, one will remember it yeah I have an interesting, I think is an interesting question. Does the head of the table and the bloodline, like the mystique of it completely get washed away when say Roman were to lose the belt on night one, and then he has this exhibition match on night two. Would anybody really care without the titles then? Because Um, you can't, the rock Roman should just be it. There should not be a second match. I I agree. And it should just end, just end night two. You end WrestleMania weekend with the rock yeah so then no way he's the biggest star in in the world other than cody rhodes because i know if i ask this question without specifying everyone's going to say cody rhodes but who else should take the belt from roman because there have been reports of uh that they have an idea who um is going to take the belt from roman but other than cody who who else is it at this point I tell you, Sammy. Sammy Zayn wins Money in the Bank. <laughs> Can you That's fucking it. imagine? That's it. Sammy Zayn's music hits after Roman has just look gone have... through some sort of like I know you can't do bloodbath, but a bloodbath style match, like as close as you can get to it, and then Sammy Zayn's music hits. Have have the Rock fucking win the Royal Rumble, go way back to Hollywood, come back like three weeks before WrestleMania, start building that thing. Have the match at WrestleMania, win the titles, and then now they fucked up the whole Austin Theory Money in the Bank thing. So I w- that was my out. Like on Raw, have Austin Theory cash in, push, elevate this guy. But now, I, I now I'm just like, what the fuck's gonna happen? Uh, the report I think you're talking about, Jimmy, was uh, apparently Triple H knows who's taking the titles off of Roman, so that's apparently set. Maybe she, which you so hates Roman Jay. If you go back to Jay Roman, I mean, we saw a couple weeks ago on SmackDown that that still has a lot of heat. 
the uh the 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 zoom in on Roman's face when he said, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks. And twelve thousand people were like, Oh, fucking world star, what's up, dude? Hey, <laughs> holy shit, what? Everybody's mind melted in like, oh my god, that's right. Two years ago, these guys put on four bangers back to back to back to back. And I mean, the bloodline's the best thing in wrestling. I've had this conversation with a lot of different people. I love AEW. I love like a lot of different wrestling companies, but the best thing in wrestling, the benchmark for pro wrestling in storytelling and match quality is the bloodline. Everybody who works with them gets elevated. This is maybe the coolest faction since the NWO. Like I, and I don't mean, I don't really mean to like be like, uh, like hyperbolic like that. But I think the bloodline is what the NWO should have been where they're tucked back. They're not putting 90 people in it. I know you're watching Thunder right now, KJ. And I'm There's no NWO, thankfully. I was going to say, which, which NWO are you talking about? I'm talking original NWO. Uh, like with six and stuff. Like it's right at Fair the beginning. Day, Rick Steiner. No, no, we're not talking. When the NWO was still cool Vincent. and it wasn't cookie cutter. Oh, well, Vincent, obviously. Brian Adams, the wrestler, not the singer. (laughs) (laughs) So it was officially no. But I think that the Bloodline is the coolest faction in decades. I think that they really nailed something here. And I think that you were talking about it earlier, KJ, where you said that Evolution was super cool because they always won. Uh, The Bloodline is super cool because A, they always win. B, they have every title and they should and see they have the best story and i think that when you hit all three of those pillars it's a squared plus b squared equals c squared you know it is perfect wrestling and you have people hanging on every word and speaking of hanging on every word let's get to the reviews and let's get out of here ladies and gentlemen because we could talk about this and we could fantasy book the end of roman's title reign all fucking day, but I know KJ's got stuff to do. Nathan's probably got work. Scott has got like seven podcasts to do, probably. <laughs> so let's I'm start. Missing, I'm, I'm missing my evening meal between podcasts. <laughs> so let's start with uh, with Nathan. Nathan, what is your rating for this match? And give your rating for the show. And oh. let's do that around the table. Cabbages and condoms, my friend. Cabbages and condoms. Yep. It's a restaurant in Thailand. Everything's covered in condoms. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. So it's a restaurant. And uh, the top review is eight Thai. Very nice. Good service. Friendly staff. Five stars. Slid off the chair. Five yep. stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the condoms are for. <laughs> they catch all the slime. And is um, that for the match or the show? show? Yeah, it was good, but too long. Kind of like... I'm going to say The Irishman. Like, it was good, and I watched it all, but it was also like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't need to be. Um, Scott, your rating for the match, for the main event, and the uh, show in, in and of itself. For the match, I'll rate this uh, Black Adam, because it also had big men fighting in the desert. And it was a lot better than people will probably give it credit for because I actually really like Black Adam. And for the show overall, 
I will say that this I will rate this show uh getting stoned at your stepfather's place. <laughs> what type of stoned are we talking? Everyone just steals my shit on this podcast. <laughs> uh, if you KJ, if you didn't listen to the last podcast Nathan and I did, there was a story. Uh, what was it? A guy. A guy. No, we review? got a we got a review of one of oh, our yeah. podcasts, and the review was never has a podcast sounded more like dropping acid at your stepdad's place. <laughs> That's just got to be the name of every podcast that we do together. Now it's just dropping, dropping acid, acid at your stepdad's, stepdad's place. <laughs> Forget selling out. That was a great idea, and that, that was, was fun. But. Dropping acid at your stepdad's house is a pretty fucking great podcast name. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I like it. I like it, Scott. KJ, your rating for the main event and the show as a whole. Uh, you guys remember Howard Stern had that machine called the Sibian, I believe it was. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I felt about this match just sitting there gushing fluids on this <laughs> little thing that kind of looks like a mechanical bull. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt about the match. Uh, overall, the the show, I, I like the fact that it ended on a high. Uh, you, you go away happy, but it was, oh man, it was a drag getting there. Uh, I don't, I, <laughs> I can't seem to equate it to any other sexual uh, object. But uh, it, overall, I feel like the show was lacking in a lot. Uh, there was a lot of shit that not a lot of people cared about. Uh, there was some good wrestling. And I feel like this show did wonders for Logan Paul's wrestling career. So it was somewhat successful. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll equate it to, uh, you know, the, the, the bullet. The bullet thing that girls use on their clitoris. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna equate it to that. We're going back uh, to the bullet. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to the bullet and just like, you know, there was a there was a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun, a little <laughs> bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I I mean I'm just gonna rate this match um, uh, like a Five Guys burger. It was exactly what you what it was exactly what you thought it was gonna be. But if you're drunk enough, it was way better. <laughs> and I mean, it's greasy. It's lovely. It gives you everything that you need. And then that's about it. The show as a whole, I'm going to say that it's a big dildo with a smaller dildo all the way at the back because you get fucked all the way in and then you get a little surprise <laughs> towards the end. And you're like, oh, well, this was an, uh, an experience. <laughs> um so that was crown jewel 2022 ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we've completely lost the plot several times on this podcast we've had a great conversation about socioeconomics in the middle for some reason <laughs> um but let's get the plugs out of the way uh for people who know how zoom works we have about nine minutes so let's run through this and let kj get some sleep because i know you got an early morning scott let's start with you then we'll continue down the line. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter if you feel so inclined. That's going to need to I haven't bothered paying Elon Musk for a blue tick yet. Uh, here on Rogue Opinions, I've got Pawn Ain't Easy with Carl. Uh, we're going to have an episode out soon about She Hulk. Uh, 
uh, Rogue Retro Smackdown, me and uh, my friend Paul do that now. Very soon, the review of Philly 2000 will be out. Possibly top five podcasts he and I have ever done. And also on this feed now, because Nathan was so desperate for content, he allowed me to also put Scott and Paul's Rambling podcast onto this feed. We've got Wrestling, uh, Fraser. We've got a, a retrospective, the first part of a retrospective he and I have been working on for quite a while is going to go up in a couple of weeks' time. You'd, would you believe that me and Paul have been doing podcasts together for five years now? I don't know how that's possible. And to end on a, on a good note, uh, it's not on my socials as of yet, but it will be hopefully by the time this is out. Uh, there's a Just Giving page or a fundraising page link. Yeah, you can find I'm doing a challenge on the 4th of December. It's called Step Into Christmas, where I'm walking up and down the steps of Hampton Park 5,000 times, over 5,000 times to raise money for children first. So... My thighs are gonna be twice the fucking size when I'm done, but it's for a good cause. Yeah, you won't be if able I, to get out I read, of the ladder, will you? If I uh, if I raise more than fifty pound, I get a medal at the end. So come on. <laughs> that's great, on your that's a, make sure that's to make sure that's to dig cool. deep. Make sure to dig deep, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, help our buddy Scott out and help that great cause. Uh, Nathan, your plugs, please. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway on Twitter. You can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion. The Naked Men podcast uh, will be back soon, which actually features KJ at the very start. Uh, he was kind enough to do the intro a while ago. Uh, so that's a weird coincidence. And uh, yeah, other, other than that, this is great. Uh, I'm not going to walk up any stairs 5,000 times, but you can give me 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah we definitely got to try and get together again real soon guys thank you kj for your time kj roll out the exquisite list of plugs that you definitely have the oh, plethora of <laughs> of plugs that you definitely have plethora uh yeah uh i'm at that kj guy uh across all major social media platforms uh i uh, fucking hell i have so many social pages uh i have a company kj creatives i don't think i've ever plugged that one um but i also do a comic book podcast i know you guys do that stuff uh over here on rogue opinions so uh that is kj az crazies um the socials are a bit dead right now because i typically run them and i've got clients so i can't really work on the socials so uh but we are kj and az the super crazies on all your podcast platforms um and yeah, I I do Pot of Thunder, the Wrestling Roast, uh, work with Inside the Ropes. So there's there's all that stuff. So yeah, uh, if you fancy, you know, uh, checking that out after this uh, podcast that I feel like lasted a millennium. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like we got every thought out. I had one more thought that I've just saved to myself. And I'm like, you know what? This is maybe maybe we don't give everything. But, but now it's eating <laughs> me up inside. Now. I'm scared. I'm eating me up inside, and I just want to say it now. But like, just the idea of Logan Paul doing the that crossbody at the end with you know uh, with the torn fucking ACL MCL meniscus. I've 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 ripped a meniscus in my knee, uh, in both my knees, like slightly. And I was doing pull ups, and I let go. And when I landed, I my legs just gave away. So the fact that he did a jump over the top rope onto some guys outside, just you know, yeah. Uh, sick but yeah Absolutely that's every sick. thought in my head out now so um yeah uh uh donate to to scott that's a great cause and Thank that's you. you know 
fucking more power to you, man. That's it's it's great. <laughs> I, I don't have a joke. Donate. I, I can't equate it to some sexual act. Donate to Movember as well with KJ and this exquisite mustache that he's oh, yeah. got. The, my, this flavor saver that he's got going on yeah. right here. My my dick broom. Dick broom. As, Hell yeah. As, yeah. Um, I'm I'm working for Pro Wrestling Magic for the time being, at least after this podcast comes out. Uh, and you can find us at Wrestling Magic on Twitter, at Pro Wrestling Magic on Instagram. I'm at Mr. Riot. Use the promo code MAGIC uh, on independentwrestling.tv, IWTV, to uh, check out our live content. Our next uh, big, big show is November 26th, three days before my birthday. It is my birthday show, and it is called Journey to the Kingdom. We have a lot of great matches lined up. Can't even get into it because we're running out of time here, ladies and gentlemen. And I just got to say, thank you. Thank you, lads. I really appreciate all of you so much for coming together on this. This was a great fucking time. And thank you all for listening to this. And if you've made it to this point in the podcast, you you have all my love. And I just got to sign this podcast off the way that I sign off every A-team exclusive with is, in the words of Wacko, uh, Wacko Warner, Good night, everybody! Let's welcome these fools to the Uso Penitentiary. Bye.